thank you for joining us this evening. You're listening to Sunday Morning Live that is Inside the Pages with me, Pastor Carl Henderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Today is July 20th, 2021. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And Thursday's Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. But let me say that again. There's no plan B, there's no plan C, only plan A, and that is God's plan. On Sundays, we're inside the pages, the book of Revelation. So if you have not heard, I'm here to tell you, if you want to get with us, you want to learn and understand what the book of Revelation is talking about and how it is a blessing unto you. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us uh, right there in Revelation, the first chapter and the third verse, blessed is those that hear and read and keep the commandments. So you want to be part of it. You want to be part of the reading, the hearing, and the keeping of the commandments. God bless you. Be right back. We're going to go into the 44th chapter of Ezekiel right after this.
crown him, crown him, crown him. I can't wait to crown him. I'm telling you, I, I'm, oh my God, I, I was listening to that song and I'm telling you, I was feeling pretty tired in my body. And because um, I've been up early, it's been a, a, a laborious day. Thank God for that. I appreciate it. But, you know, I was feeling it. I arrived at the church a little early and, and called myself trying to just uh, relax a little bit, but that wasn't working. But when I played this song, that gave me a, a boost. That gave me the boost that I needed. And so with that being said, I, I pray and hope that you get the boost that you need. And whatever your day has been like, if it has been laborious, if it has been, uh, uh, maybe you are having a bad hair day. Maybe there's, you know, just whatever your day is, I pray that it would be better. And so with that being said, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness, your grace. We thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Lord God, for those that are, are made themselves available to join into the service, Lord God, those that are present. Lord God, those that have, Lord, that are starting their day. You already know what, what their day holds. And you know what others have been through. You know what they're dealing with to even press their way right now. Lord, I ask that you would bless them. Lord, give them strength in their body. Give them strength in their mind and their spirit. Lord, I ask that you would bless them, Lord God. Lift them up. Lift up the hung down heads, Lord God. Lord, strengthen the feeble knees, Lord God. Strengthen the hands, Lord God. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, bless your people, Lord. Bless your people, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we touch and agree with those that are praying for your will to be done in their lives. Lord God, we pray that your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Oh, Lord God, have your way, Lord. Help us, Lord. We can't do nothing without you, Lord. We need your help. Lord, we need your help, Lord, to think right, to talk right, to act right. We need your help, Lord, to, Lord God, to be found acceptable, Lord Jesus, to be found worthy to stand in your presence. We need you, Lord. Lord God, and we're not ashamed to ask, Lord God, uh, you know, uh, we, we're not ashamed, Lord God, to ask for your help. Lord Jesus, we thank you. Lord, we're not just asking, but we're believing. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You know, there was a song that you, some of y'all know the song, Ain't Too Proud to Beg. And so, you know, none of us should be too proud to ask for help. Ask the Lord for help. And, you know, don't let me tell you this, too. Don't be too proud to, that you don't ask when you, and say something when you need help. You need help. Uh, the Lord told Peter, he said, when you're strengthened, strengthen the brother. Somebody's going to need some help. Don't, don't look down on them. Don't look down on them and... and Remember where you were and how you've come up and helped somebody else. You know, matter of fact, I, I don't I, I don't believe that when someone say, you know, can you can you uh, can can I get a, a, a break me off five or ten, you know, that you should even ask for that back. I think you should just give it. And, and you know, that, that's just me. But I think if you start that and you practice that, that it catches on. And you don't have to worry about uh, owing nobody five dollars. You don't have to worry about owing them, you know, ten dollars, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff because of the relationship that that therefore 
you're going to, when it's your turn, you're going to stop them from paying for something and say, hey, you know, I got that today. I remember what you did for me. And so we should learn to just be, uh, you know, help somebody. Help somebody. Thank you. You know, don't wait until the shoes are all got a hole in the sole of them that you want to give them away to somebody. Uh, give away a good pair. Give away a pair that, that's decent. Uh, some, help somebody. Look for an opportunity. Look for an opportunity. God bless you. We're going into the 44th chapter of Ezekiel. And the last week, I know I gave a reading assignment to read chapters 40 through 43. If you didn't read anything else, uh, I, I know and I, I'm praying that you did read those chapters, chapter Ezekiel 40 through 43, because I'm starting at verse 44, uh, chapter 44, verse 1 through 3. And so if you did not read those chapters, then you may be a little off. And so let's see what, let's see. Then he brought me back the way of the gate of the outward sanctuary, which looked toward the east, and it was shut. He brought me back to the outward uh, sanctuary, which looked toward the east. And it was shut. It was closed up. Then said the Lord unto me, the gate shall be shut. It shall not be open. And no man shall enter in by it, because the Lord, the God of Israel, have entered in by it. Therefore, it shall be shut. It is for the prince. The prince, he shall sit in it to eat bread before the Lord, he shall enter by the way of the porch of the gate of that gate and shall go out by the way of the same. Now, I, I took a thought here, of, and that is someone shut the door. Someone shut the door. Uh, think about what we just read. The gate shall be shut. It shall not open. Uh, Matter of fact, Ezekiel said it was shut. So someone shut the door. The term shut the door is meant as a gesture so that you or someone or something is not disturbed. Uh, maybe you were in the room and, and your child started to go out and you said, please close the door behind you. Uh, or uh, someone come shut the door because it's uh, you guys are carrying on too much noise out there. Pop, wrestling with them all over the living room and shut the door. Uh, maybe uh, you playing a, a, a game. Uh, you might be getting spanked and some uh, one of the games I like to play is uh, uh, Injustice. Uh, Justice League and so you know uh, maybe I didn't say the name right, but uh, I do win sometime. And so anyway, uh, but, uh, you know, and so the game could get loud. You need to shut the door. The term is meant so that to create, so something is not disturbed, disrupted. Now, this is different from the saying, shut the front door. Now, I've heard that said, uh, you know, I was sitting in the church, <laughs> And I heard somebody yell that out. And, you know, God bless them. I, I know they, they meant no harm in what they were saying. 
and and I didn't know what it exactly meant at the time. They said it as hilarious as it sounded, but it, it means to shut the cake up. And you can replace that word cake with something, but uh, you know it has a particular meaning, which is different from shut the door. The Bible says, then he brought me back the way of the gate of the outer sanctuary, which looketh toward the east, and it was shut. You need to ask yourself, why was it shut? It doesn't make sense to read the scripture and just nod your head, uh, you know, like a little Bible, uh, what is it, the Bible head. You're just nodding and going along, but you're not asking any questions or anything like that to have a good understanding. When you read the scripture, you need to ask questions for a better understanding. Well, I don't want nobody to think I don't know nothing. Look, all of us know nothing, okay? All of us started somewhere. No one came out the womb knowing and understanding it all. Now, John the Baptist was born with the Holy Ghost. Uh-huh. And even in his ministry, when he was cast into jail, for telling uh, Herod that it's not cool, man, that you cheating on you with your brother's wife. He's about to be beheaded. He even after ministering, talking about Jesus coming and I'm not able to tie his shoelaces and, you know, he's going to baptize you with fire. When, when all of this started going on, John was in jail and John sent his disciples asking Jesus, art thou the one? That shows some uncertainty there. A hope for deliverance. If you are the one, come get me out. But it didn't happen. When John said that I must decrease so that he will increase, John didn't know that meant losing his head. Hmm. You need to ask what? Why was it shut? You need to ask questions for a better understanding about the word of God. Now, if anyone get upset with you because you ask a question, Shame on them. And then you want to get upset with you because you want answers. It's nothing wrong with saying, I, first, I'm first to admit, I don't know it all. I don't know it all. I'll go look for it. I'll help you search it out. But I do not know it all. So please don't think that I do. I don't know anyone that does. But those that are willing will search it out with you. When you're in an educational setting, you need to make some notes and you need to list questions and make sure to get a better understanding. Ask the teacher, bug the teacher, find out, be the squeaky wheel to want to know. Proverbs 4, uh, 4 through 7 says, he taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words. Keep my commandments and live, get wisdom, get understanding. Forget it not, neither decline from the word to my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom, because he's talking about wisdom, in the book of Proverbs, he's talking about wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and with all of thy getting, get understanding. We need some understanding today. Now, one of the ways in, when you read, um, you're supposed to place yourself in the position of the author. 
And so the Bible says, he brought me back to the way of the gate of the outward sanctuary, which looketh toward the east, and it was shut. Shut means to be, it's been blocked from opening, fastened so that it is unavailable for use, either permanently or until a certain condition has been met. In this instance, waiting for a certain condition to be met. The Bible uh, gives us some insight for those that did read uh, the 40th through the 43rd chapter. Uh, about the 43rd chapter, because Ezekiel is, is getting a tour of the temple uh, inside and out. And so, uh, so if you would have read those chapters, then you would have taken the tour. But when you get to the 43rd chapter, it says, Afterwards he brought me to the gate, even the gate that looketh toward the east. And behold, the glory of God of Israel, the glory of the God of Israel came from the way of the east. And his voice was like a noise of many waters, and the earth shined with his glory. It was according to the appearance of the vision which I saw, even according to the vision I saw when I came to destroy the city. And the visions were like the visions that I saw by the river of Chabar, and I fell upon my face. And the glory of the Lord came into the house by the way of the gate, whose prospect is toward the east. So the spirit took me up and brought me into the inner court and beheld the glory of the Lord fill the house. So Ezekiel is telling us what happened at the east gate. The glory of the Lord came through the east gate. No one else is worthy to follow those footsteps. And so therefore, uh, and you'll have to read some more from the 43rd chapter because I'm not going to go all into that. Uh, this evening because that was a reading assignment for you to read uh, but uh, like the rising from the east and the setting in the west there is a condition that has to be met Isaiah 50 of uh, 45 verse 5 and 7 says I am the Lord and there is none else there is no God beside me I gird thee, though thou hast not known me, that thou mayest know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. I form the light. I create the darkness. I make peace. I create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. No one else could go through the east gate except sovereign God. And now if he would have went through the north gate, then it would be the north gate. But he selected the east gate. And just like the rising of the sun rises from the east in our natural lives, there is a day and time that God is going to return and he's going to pass through the east gate. This is where Ezekiel is taking us to. But at this time, that gate is open. It's open for anyone to pass through it. Uh, can I get an amen? Amen. Somebody should have caught that. It is not open. Someone shut the door. That's not open. That door is not open yet. 
Jesus rode through the east gate upon a, a, upon the, the colt, upon a, a colt. And that was an act of royalty then. That was an act of royalty. No one is going to enter or walk through that gate because it has been shut. The second verse said, then the Lord, then said the Lord unto me, the gate shall be shut. It shall not be open and no man shall enter in by it because the Lord, the God of Israel, have entered in by it. Therefore, it shall be shut. We just read that in verse 40, uh, chapter 43. Ezekiel is being addressed. Not only is he being addressed, but he's being, he is listening. We need to be a good listener. And learning something he did not know. This is all new to Ezekiel. Ezekiel was by the river of Chabar, minding his business, made ready to carry out his ministerial duties because he was already a minister. And God called him up, elevated him, showed him a vision blew his mind, took him into places, demonstrations and things that, that uh, some things that, that some of us look at and, and say, man, I, Ezekiel, God bless you. God bless you, Ezekiel, for doing, you did those things. I don't know about us. Could we do the things that Ezekiel did? You know, there are many that say, I want to be a preacher. But could we, if we was there, during Ezekiel's day and time, if you read through the 43rd chapter of, uh, where the sacrifices was being made, seven days of sacrifice, every day a new sacrifice was being presented before the Lord at the temple, your wife would get mad. You spend too much time down at the church. I, I think that's why the Lord told the, the, the priesthood, the Levitical priesthood, then that, that if you're going to marry, marry someone um, and he gave a criteria and he said if, you, if there is a if, uh, you can't marry just anybody you need to be mindful of who you marry and you need to be mindful of that even today uh, he said uh, don't let don't marry a widow unless that widow was married to a minister because she'll understand what the work that needs to be done uh, you need to be mindful of those things and so Ezekiel had to be mindful and he had to tell others. And so there were sacrifices for those that, man, I, I'm, I'm ooh, preaching look good. Man, a pastoral ship. Uh, wow, you know, look at that. Look at what they, you don't know what it took to get there. You don't know what it takes to maintain it. But what if even those ministers uh, that, that look glorious, look glamorous, um, will tell you that is work. Capital W, capital O, capital R, K. It's work. And it's balancing. And when God said make sacrifices for seven days with an unspotted uh, sacrifice, that meant you had to go out, find the right sacrifice, bring it back, go through uh, the washing, the cleansing, the preparing. So could you have done that? I know we live in a time of grace where we don't have to slay anything. You know, animal rights, PETA and all them are not standing at the door beating down 
the church door and all of that kind of stuff, right? Um, picketing and carrying on because of the sacrifice. But I, I tell you, if there was no sacrifice, Adam and Eve wouldn't have had nothing to cover their sin. Therefore, the gate that particular interest remains in a certain state closed. The gate is shut, number one. Number two, it shall not be open. Number three, no man shall enter in by it. It's important that each of us be found in a certain state of being as well. God expects that gate, that inner, that eastern gate to be in the same condition that he wants it to be in, just like he expects each of us to be found in a certain state of being. Luke 18 and 8 says, I tell you that uh, he will avenge them speedily. Nonetheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on earth? Will the Lord find faith when he see you? When he look at you right now, is he looking at a person of faith? You know, even a little bit of faith. He said, uh, the scripture said the faith of the grain of a mustard seed would move a mountain. Is there a little bit of faith in you? Will he find some faith? You know, we have to give God something to work with. Will he find some faith? You know, sometimes one man, uh, the Lord told him to, that, that his request was granted. Uh, and, and the man said, uh, the Lord told him only believe. And the man said, Lord, help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. Sometimes you're going to find yourself warring with your flesh. And you're going to have to say, help my unbelief. I'm in a situation where, where I'm struggling right now. I'm in a situation where I, I believe your word. But I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Uh, I'm at war. Lord, help my unbelief. I'm not turning my back on what you're saying, but I need you to help me out. And the man said, Lord, help my unbelief. I believe in what you're saying. Lord, but I, I'm having a little struggle. Maybe you might be having a little struggle right now. You ought to just tell the Lord, help my unbelief and be faithful. Don't, don't give up on God. Saying, asking him to help your unbelief don't mean that you're turning your back. It don't mean you're walking away unless you do those things. But don't do those things. Jesus gave them a parable, an earthly story with a heavenly meaning regarding prayer and concluded with these words. When the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on earth? Will he find faith in you? Or have you shut the door? Have you shut the gate? Uh, which door? You know, sometimes we need to shut the door, but, but we might shut the wrong door. Or we may shut the right door. Whatever door that you close, make sure that the Lord can still walk through it. Make sure that good can still can come, that you don't shut the wrong door. But shut the right one. Shut the door. The Bible said resist the devil. While calling upon the name of Jesus and he'll flee. That, that's the door. That's how you shut a door. Oh, shut that door. Uh-huh. Shut that door so the devil can't. Uh, they used to sing a song, uh, don't let the devil ride. If you let, let him ride, he's going to want to drive 
don't let them ride. Don't give that devil a place. You've heard it said, an idle mind is the devil's workshop. Don't sit around idle. Know when you're idle. Know when you're not doing enough and you need to do something besides uh, just sit there and, and be a bump on the log. Revelation 3 and 20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. So that means the door, somebody has shut the door, huh? I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, that door had been shut about someone if any man hear uh, my voice, are you listening for the voice of the Lord? Are you listening for his knock? You know, you need to make sure when you get up in the morning, I'm, I'm listening for the Lord to knock. I'm listening when I lay down at night. I'm listening. I, I want to hear your voice uh, when I lay down at night. So that when, when I hear it, I'm going to open the door. When I feel the unction, when I feel that move, when I feel your spirit stirring, I'm going to move uh, because I know it's you. I'm going to make room. I'm not just going to roll over and, and go to sleep and, and sleep it off. I'm not going to get up and ignore you through the knock that I heard throughout the day. But I'm going to acknowledge you because you said you'll come in and sup with me. You'll come in and we'll have some good fellowship. I don't know what we're going to eat, but I, I'm sure it's going to be good. I don't know what we're going to have to drink, but I'm sure it's going to be good. I don't know what's going to be for dessert, but I know it's going to be great. I know it's going to be good. You know, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I, I don't know the Lord has never served a bad meal. Uh-uh. When they came back from fishing, he had the fire lit. He had some fish on cooking for them. They ate good. You know, I, I often, uh, Red Snapper is, is one of my favorites, and I often tell them that God, God did that just for me. Other, you guys can enjoy it too. Uh, you know, others have enjoyed it, but I, I believe that when, when he did it, he said, Carl's going to like this. <laughs> you know, that, that's just me and him. And, and you make your own declaration, you know, but... Uh, he, he made everything and he said it was good. It was good. You know, what he did, I was in, I was, uh, I may not have been a big dot. A matter of fact, I, I'm, 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 I'm sure uh, that, that you couldn't, that, that the size of my presence and in, in the big scheme of things uh, probably look uh, invisible. But here I am today, uh, answering the door, listening for his voice, the same as you. John 10, 27 and 28 says, my sheep hear my voice. Uh, you say that um, he, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He making me to lie down in green pastures. He lead me beside the still water. He restored my soul. My sheep hear my voice. He's a good shepherd and I hear his voice. And they follow me. The sheep follow the Lord. They hear, listen for his voice. When he say move, they move. And and. Uh, they follow me and I will give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. As long as you're following Jesus, you cannot be moved. I shall not, I shall not be moved like a tree planted by the rivers of water. I shall not be moved because the Lord, the God of Israel, have entered 
and by it the gate, therefore it shall be shut. Now Solomon, Solomon, Solomon uh, built the Lord a temple. There's no secret to that. David could not do it. Solomon his son did. The Bible said now when Solomon had made an end of praying, he was praying and, and fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the house. And the priest could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement and worship and praise the Lord saying, come on, y'all, y'all get up and praise the Lord. Come on, y'all, y'all get up and, and dance. Come on, y'all, somebody dead. grab somebody's hand and dance around. That's not what happened. They all bowed down. They all worship. They all praise the Lord, saying, for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. The Lord is good. I don't need to tell you to praise the Lord. The Lord is good. Uh, his mercy endure forever. That, that thought right there, just how good he is, is, is enough, enough. I hope you, I know you agree with me. That right there is enough to give him praise without anyone telling you to do anything. When we recognize the atmosphere in the church change, when, when, when our singers up singing and the, and the power of God begin to move and you know, and the Bible said that that uh, Isaiah said, I, I, I had a vision and I'm paraphrasing this. And he was in the Lord's caught up in the vision and he saw the praise going on and everything that in the vision was moved and being swayed by the by the, the praise and the worship that was going on. It's the same in the sanctuary today when the praise is going on and the singers are really praising the Lord and they're bowing down and they're worshiping him. You feel it. And you begin to move in the sway and get in the groove of the praise without being told to do anything because you're thinking about the goodness and you're thinking about his mercy and you bow down without anyone telling you to do anything. The 12th verse, beginning at the 12th, it says, and the Lord appeared uh, to Solomon by night. The Lord visited Solomon. Solomon, wake up. I don't know how to the Lord visited him by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place for myself for a house of sacrifice. If I shut up the heavens that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people, if my people, my people, those which are called by my name, my people, my people, not those that just claim to know the Lord. My people, those that have a relationship or had a relationship with me. If those people which are called by my name, humble themselves and pray. Don't pray for a car. Don't pray for a house. Don't pray for one. Humble yourself and just pray. You know, when you pray, you should be praying, Lord, forgive, the, forgive sin. You don't know if the person next to you have sinned against God and did not ask for forgiveness. You don't even know if your child have done something to offend God. You need to pray and ask. Preadventure, Job said, I preadventure, I'm going to offer up sacrifices for my sons and my daughters. 
pre-adventuring that they may have done something to offend the Lord. So just in case, just in case they did, and I'm not aware of it, Lord, here is a sacrifice for sin in case they offended you and they did not have the sense enough to say, I'm sorry. You ought to pray in your prayer. You ought to be praying and asking God to forgive your neighbors, your co-workers, people that you are around because they may have offended God and wasn't aware of it. But then your presence, you walk by them without saying a word. And all of a sudden it comes to mind that they did something that they really are sorry for. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves, pray and seek my face and turn, turn, don't, don't make a complete turnaround and turn back to sin, but turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Now my eyes shall be open and my ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place in the church. Prayer. My house shall be called a house of prayer. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever and my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. Ezekiel in chapter 10 said the glory of the Lord departed from off the threshold of the house and stood over the cherubim. And the cherubims lifted up their wings and mounted up from the earth in my sight. When they went out, the wheels also were beside them. And everyone stood at the door of the east gate of the Lord's house. And the glory of the Lord God of Israel was over them. It was above them. The Lord departed from the temple because of the sin of the people. But now he is making preparation to return. And that return is yet to come. That's how we've been uh, gone into the book of Revelation because Ezekiel has taken us to, into that end time of the building of the temple. The third verse says, It is the prince, the princes, he shall sit in it to eat bread there before the Lord. He shall enter by the way of the porch of that gate and shall go out by the way of the same. A royal entry shall be made once and for all and every eye shall see him. Now, this question, the apostles asked Jesus in Acts, the first chapter, said when they were therefore come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? And he said unto them, it's not for you to know this, the time and the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. It's not time for you to know that. Uh, what you need to be concerned about is being, uh, being endured with power so you can be a witness because there are souls to be saved. And the Lord showed Daniel that at the time of the Messiah, his kingdom would be established, but he did not show him the dispensation of grace in which we live. Paul refers to that in the book of Ephesians. Uh, and, and so... Uh, he didn't show them this, where we are today, but the dispensation of grace, like an hourglass, is, is dwindling out. It's dwindling out. And so the Bible tells us in about the 40th chapter, then the cloud covered the tent of the congregation and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And, uh, Exodus, I'm sorry, Exodus. Uh, going back to Exodus where Moses and the people was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation because the cloud abode thereon and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle 
And when the cloud was taken up from over, <clears throat> excuse me, the tabernacle, the children of Israel went uh, onward in their journey. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they journeyed, uh, uh, stayed there that day until the cloud went up. And so the Lord was a cloud during the day and a pillar of fire at night. And that was when they were in the tabernacle journey. After the tabernacle, the temple was built. First temple was destroyed. Second temple was destroyed because of the children of Israel. Hardness of heart. And now there's a, but the Lord said, I'm going to give you a heart of, of uh, my word is going to be in your heart. I'm going to change your heart. And in the 43rd chapter of Ezekiel, the Lord told the priest and told them the same thing. Matter of fact, there was a group of priests that even that remained faithful during that time where everybody else was rebelling. And the Lord said, they shall stand before me. My God, that you need to understand that because people are doing stuff and saying things and going their own way. You be faithful to the Lord because there's a different reward for those that are faithful and are beating. You, someone can start out. They can start out running this, this race and give up on it, backslide, and then they may get saved just before the Lord called their name and they have nothing left except their salvation. Now, that's better than going to hell. That's better than going to hell and then being cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death. But they have nothing that they would have had compared to someone that said, you know what? Yes, I, I, sometimes this flesh act up and I want to act up with it, but I'm telling it, no, I'm crucifying this flesh. Sometimes I get an itch and, and I want to satisfy that itch, but I'm satisfying it with the word of God. Uh, I've, I've cried to, to make sure that I didn't get out the will of God. Uh, I, I've, I've cut myself off from being around certain people uh, that was going to that was going to uh, encourage me to go on and sleep with him or sleep with her, uh, you know. And uh, I've I stopped. I withdraw myself from those that was that was hitting it and, and quitting it, and those that was hitting it and and and, and snorting it, and those that was drinking it. I, I've had to separate. Why? Why don't you come around us no more? Because I am trying. I'm doing my best to be a sacrifice unto the Lord, and that's not easy. It's work. It's discipline. And there's a reward. You got to look at the reward. There's a reward that is coming for that sacrifice. And it's not just any kind of reward. And you're not just going to be sitting around, uh, <laughs> sitting around. I'm saved. I'm going to go find, go find my mother. I'm going to go find my father. I'm going to go find. No, you, that, no, listen, we'll get into that later. But I pray that something has been said this evening that, that, that has blessed your heart, that has encouraged you. And with that being said, Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for uh, your goodness, your grace. You are merciful. You are good to us. Lord God, and we acknowledge you for your goodness. We acknowledge you, Lord, for your mercy and how you've blessed us. You stir our hearts up, Lord God, to seek you. Lord Jesus, the position that, that we're in at this moment. Lord God, you make us righteous. We love your righteousness, Lord God. We love, Lord, you. We ask that you would bless us to do your will, Lord God, continually until we hear your voice call us. Lord Jesus, come up yonder. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. I hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, be blessed in the Lord.